Hello. Before you get into this episode, we have got a tiny, 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 tiny favor to ask you. And it actually is pretty small. It literally will take you two seconds. So 2% of you already do this, but there's a whopping 98% that don't. And we're talking to you. We need you to hit follow or subscribe to this podcast in order to help the curve create more and more episodes of bigger and better content that you can listen to. Yes. So it's literally the easiest thing ever. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, could you please hit the follow or subscribe? It means you won't miss an episode. It means the more people that find this podcast and listen, the bigger we can make our production. We can get better guests on. It's like the most helpful thing ever. So if you wouldn't mind hitting the follow or subscribe, we would be so, so grateful. So grateful. Other than that, enjoy the episode. Welcome to The Curve Podcast, a conversation for women who want to learn more about money, their money, for the future they want to have. We're all busy in the pursuit for financial confidence and increasing your wealth should be a simple one. So thank you for being here and for listening, because together we really can raise the curve. So money scripts is another word for money stories. Yeah which is essentially, the it's a lot to do with the way you've been brought up and then how you interact with your finances into later life. So we'd love to hear a little bit of psychology around that because I'm sure we can all relate to whatever our tendencies are, whether they're frivolous, whether they're really restricted and how they actually even came about. Yeah, so um, money scripts, um, it, it's a bit of a, like a financial psychology, there is such a thing, um, term um, that helps us to make sense of our beliefs around money just like we have deep-rooted beliefs about ourselves that we learned in childhood um, we can have deep-rooted beliefs about money that we might have learned in childhood and often you know usually from our parents and often these are passed down from like generations to generations Um, and so the research suggests that there's sort of four types of money scripts that we can fall into um, and maybe I'll speak to those a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that would be amazing. The, the first of the money scripts is called money avoidance. Um, and that's pro- maybe one that <laughs> you're experiencing. Um, but it's, yeah, it is the classic, you know, I don't really want to look. Um, I don't want to spend money. That's a sort of thing. Um, and so uh, they, you might have some beliefs about um money in this category like uh, believing that kind of wealth is a is a bad thing or that um, people with less money are better than those with more money oh I can this is me I'm 100% are these, are these like the love languages they are <laughs> it kind yeah, of is that's probably your love language yeah. you love finance <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I am all of the things you just described in terms of avoidant don't want to look at it also definitely have a hang up around the idea of spending money or owning things that are expensive equaling shallowness materialism all of that definitely so so some people can experience quite commonly like even disgust um around money and you know they don't want to talk about it and it's rude to talk about money and that sort of thing um the second of them is money worship so that's the one where you kind of believe that money buys you happiness um (laughs) and you can never have enough um and you're kind of more obsessive over getting more i did just see some gucci shoes in her room so (laughs) (laughs) i think you're obsessed with my footwear (laughs) i'm obsessed with your whole wardrobe honestly 
But maybe gosh. this is our money stories. Honestly, it's me being like, oh my God, you're spending so much. And you being like, yeah, I can make more. You know, like it's probably, <laughs> no, but it is probably a little bit of that. Because I've even yeah. had times in my life where I've thought, you know what, I'm never going to earn more than this, probably. This is probably where I kept it. I reckon this is probably mm. as much as I will ever earn, which is so sad. Yeah, it's hard to think about, isn't it? Yeah. I think, I don't think money can buy you happiness, but I think it can. It can get you out of a lot of unhappiness. Sure. You know, if you don't have that stress about money or, you know, you can afford to buy yourself a comfortable life, then I think that can add, it can reduce your unhappiness, if that makes sense. Mm. But So we found her one. What are the other two? (laughs) Um, Money status. So status defined by how much money you have. So, is um, that similar to the, what, the next, the last one you just said? It is quite mm. similar. Like wearing a Rolex yeah. and like yeah. flying so, in private jets and stuff and being like, I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah. So it's it's quite similar, but it's more about um, showing, mm. like more about what people can not humble. See. Yeah. Mm. So you might in this one spend more than you can afford. Uh, can so afford. it might be like you have a loan car because you want to be driving an Audi yeah. or mm. yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. the last one is money vigilance. So that's people who are a little bit more frugal um, and more kind of focused on saving. And this is the best one for making um, – this means that you will probably make the, the best financial decisions of all of the money scripts. But I think I'm but frugal might be the least too, fun. I'm, I'm not – I'd say I'm – But it's frugal that you're you're so frugal you're putting money away for it. Yeah. Like a rainy day or like yeah. – Yeah, you're like really reluctant yeah. to spend it. You've got money but you're just reluctant to spend it. Yeah. It's kind of – like anything, there's a spectrum. Yeah. And at times we have to be more frugal and, and at times we don't have a choice. But if you are, you have so much, you know, concern over being, of saving that you miss out on connections or opportunities, mm. um, then maybe it, it, it is. There's a balance, yeah, definitely. Something to yeah. look at. As you said connections, I would like to make a very clever segue to relationships because I know that you do work a lot with couples. Did you guys script this? or <laughs> <laughs> All these segues, I'm like, oh gosh. Just so you know, she's actually going to be the new co-host yeah. and you're losing your job. Must find Let a good me segue. Talk to you Must about money. <laughs> <laughs> and she's called Victoria. Oh gosh, oh gosh. Um, so you work a lot with couples and I'm interested to know your experience with different money scripts within a dynamic because I imagine if you've got frugal Sophie, and flashy Freddie, yeah. <laughs> then that could cause quite a lot of tension and be really difficult to find, yeah, a, a functional balance mm. between the two. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think money is like the second leading cause of divorce. What's the first? Adultery. I think maybe. Oh. Lack of commitment to the relationship, I, I, it might be. Um, Putting so a nice away. Yeah. <laughs> going to Kelton to girls and maybe having a few a, some too naughty, much fun. Yeah. 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 Also, sorry, I did put calendar girls in it. That was mean. But essentially, adultery, number one, and finances. It's a bit of a promo two. for calendar girls. True. Yeah. My parents separated based on financial stresses. Oh, okay. Like, it, obviously, there was many other things that yeah. were um, happening and playing out at the time, but definitely to do with money. And I think that's why I have such a hang up about it, is because I really never want finances to come in the way of my relationship. Mm. Um, it's a hard decision to have though. Like I've, I've been with my like partners who I know earn less or more. And it's like, you don't want to open that can of worms cause you're scared of, so you just kind of natural, natural. My tendency is to just brush under the rug and yeah. deal with it and it won't ever show its face again. And it does. 
I, I'm interested, you said that um, your followers, like they've all had conversations, or a lot of them have had conversations with their... Yeah, so we, we opened up the conversation around how do you split your finances? Are they combined? Do you have separate accounts? And a lot of people, most of them just said like the number one thing is communication. Like you yeah. have to talk about it because if you don't, then things get misaligned. And, you know, what I was meaning is that a lot of people seemed really comfortable with their setup as in whether they were sharing or it was separate they'd had the conversation and they were at the point where they were comfortable with whatever their setup was but I guess my question was like what's a good way to understand each other's money stories and then how can you make that a you know, a proactive, productive conversation that's beneficial for both people and yeah. how do you even start that conversation yeah, I mean, I think it's really encouraging that people have had that conversation because I, I don't know if that would have been the case many years ago, um, that people were kind of having more transparent conversations about that. That's I think because because we are earning either more the same or similar amounts now, yeah. it it's naturally more of a conversation because we are actually contributing mm. the same amount, if not more. Maybe 50 years ago, it couldn't be a conversation no. because we weren't maybe in a position to be kind of on equal pegging in that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, in terms of the conversation, I suppose like any conversation you have with your partner, you want to make sure that it's not coming at a time where you're particularly emotionally aroused. Um, if, you know, <laughs> and that, and oh not God. in a good way. Um, well, you, you are a dick when it comes to pain. Oh, my dinner. God, I just thought of that as like just before, like while you're having sex. No. I... I, I, I I just didn't hear the emotionally aroused. <laughs> don't do it. No, don't when they're aroused. I'm like, oh, why would someone do? Why would someone have that conversation in bed? Well, that would be my recommendation. Don't have that conversation when you're also having sex. <laughs> well, it might be a good one. A good time to have it actually. <laughs> you might really relax. Everyone's <laughs> in a really good mood. <laughs> Me just, just afterwards. Yeah. Joy hey, sex. So our hey, can we just have that chat? <laughs> I've got oh. the spreadsheet. <laughs> so I'll just sexy. Whip my computer. Huh? Um, no, so not oh. not then, but emotionally aroused, emotionally, emotionally aroused. heightened. Mm. So that is often where we have most conversation, like conversations about change with our partners, is when we are oh, really? pissed. Mm. Um, and of course, those, as we all well know, are not effective. So you want to think about scheduling that time um, together where both of you are coming into the conversation in a good headspace, awareness of kind of what the, the conversation is going to be around um, and setting some t- time apart for that. You know, you talked a little bit about um, like setting, making it like a self-care kind of time ish you know you could do a date date pairing it you can't people do have an evening every so I feel like maybe you do is that your thing no I'm just thinking like god if I if I scheduled an evening to talk about finances with my partner (laughs) you'd never hear the end of it it would be a joke as in funny yeah be like Vic scheduled in her um favorite date night Although they'd probably run a mile, they'd be like, "Oh my god!" I don't not. think that you no. would be very comfortable having this conversation. I've had, I've, I've never had this conversation. I was going to say, yeah. Which is like, even so talking about it now, I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, change yeah. the subject. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will you wrap this podcast up, please? Thanks. Yep, done. <laughs> it's really interesting yeah. as well because if you, if anyone, should I know a want to have the conversation yeah. and b feel comfortable doing it when you yeah. you deal with money all day every day I know and I think that's why I don't want to bring it home do you know what I mean like I kind yeah. of like yeah and I think there's kind of this element of like 
independence. I'll look after myself. I don't need to have that conversation. And it's funny you're saying, you know, we've come so far in terms of now we are much more equal participants in the household and everything. And I would have thought that, you know, back in the day, we would have had to have those conversations more because you'd want more security because you earn less and you, you know, there's, you don't have your own income. Whereas now it's like, we don't need to have those conversations because we've got our own income, you know, like, but it's, it's, but it's not, it's, I understand it's completely the other way around and it should be, but yeah, it's just, um, I've never had. It's just, uh, uh, uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I may, maybe it comes from a place of, um, and this is going to sound terrible, but like, I've always felt like I've been in a position of earning capacity a, a bit greater than my friends and therefore a bit greater than my partners. And so I haven't want to open that can of worms. What does it mean to you if you earn more money than your partner? I not, yeah, it's like, I don't know. I don't want to sound, oh my God, this feeling isn't great. It's a therapy session. Um, <laughs> I don't want to sound like, oh my God, I don't even know how to phrase this. I'm like, is she going to cry? <laughs> no, I'm like, what's the best way to phrase this? But I, I, I guess I don't, I want to. I don't want to be the dominator in the relationship, if that makes sense. I don't really understand how I'm trying to phrase it. But, you know, I don't want to come across as, like, so controlling. Yeah, yeah, controlling. Yeah, yeah maybe So it's, there's some protection yeah. trying to protect their self-esteem, the yes, idea. Yeah. That, yeah, and that'll be that old gender dynamic, yeah. you know, that, that, that you know, part of being the man is being the provider. And I want to be more feminine and I yeah. want to be, like, looked after. And it goes back to that whole masculinity, feminine, masculine, feminine energy and, like, all that. And it's, like, when I come home, I don't want to be – I'm so masculine in my job and my yeah. role at work. I kind of want to, like, fall into that more feminine, which shouldn't be at Shouldn't all. be related to money. No. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's just, like, psychologically something I have to – deal with well maybe you also don't want to come home and do your job yeah yeah exactly well I'm scared of the response or the yeah uh, outcome or but yeah I think it is I want to kind of leave that at the door yeah. and come home and like just enjoy being with them and not having to talk about money yeah in the evening as well as during the day but, yeah <laughs> but yeah I think also you are you're not an avoider with your finances but probably with conflict like more yeah. of a oh it's fine it's absolutely it's fine, fine. It's, fine, it's fine it's not fucking fine yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah literally that Move is like, you ask my ex-boyfriend he'll be like yep that is back to a t <laughs> oh yes yeah well it's tricky and i think mm. it's a, yeah it's, it's i'm good. so red oh my god <laughs> well, it's, it's good that you shared that though because i'm sure a lot yeah. of people feel the same i mm. mean it is uncomfortable it's been like drilled into us that it's bad taste yeah to talk about money and i think maybe i want the relationship to not be about money yeah. do you know like I want there's so many other great elements in a relationship and in a person and all that that it's like yeah I can't I guess I want to focus more on those than not but obviously understand money and you know wealth trajectory and and, and security and financial freedom and all that you have to have conversations about yeah. money yes so back to the money script sorry how do we <laughs> approach that in a relationship and I know this isn't like a you know Jerry Seinfeld whatever not Seinfeld that's Jerry Springer you know sort of situation but for anyone listening who might not know maybe what their partner's money script is firstly I guess how do you figure that out and then secondly your own and then thirdly where to from there yeah so I think um 
sometimes yeah we have these unconscious beliefs don't we that we just we just exist by you know like Mm. you were just saying I actually have never had that conversation before and it's just an unconscious like of course I won't talk about that um and so the same thing with with our money scripts is maybe we're not actually cognizant we're not aware of what our thinking is around money and like any kind of observation of your behavior or thinking patterns you just want to observe it over time in reaction to different situations so when I spend money on, I don't know, that new dress, how does that make me feel? Um, when that bill comes up, how do I feel? What do I perceive about other people's relationships with money? And then you might be able to um, start to understand your own um, beliefs about money, but can also be helpful sometimes to observe your family members and your parents in particular around how they discuss money, if discussed at all. And with your partner, um, Approaching the conversation curiously is really important. What we forget when we have a partner is that they don't think the same as us. As much as that would be great (laughs) and easier, they don't have the same thoughts. They don't have the same context. So their context for money and their relationship with it will be different than yours. So it's about approaching it non-judgmentally and curiously to see, well, when I think about spending money on this, I feel X, Y, Z, how does it make you feel? And more just a learning growth experience. Um, But communication is, of course, the most important thing in relationships. And I think, you know, you're right, is we do have to talk about money in order to um, be on the same page, particularly, you know, if you're thinking about a long-term future with someone, you want to make sure that your spending goals are aligned and mm. ultimately your your values and where you feel like you want to put your resource. Do you think, though, that two people need to have the same money script to have a successful, happy relationship? It would be easier, wouldn't it? Yeah. But I don't – no, I, I mean, I don't think we often do because we often think so differently to our part. I mean, perhaps maybe people, yeah, people might if they come from similar backgrounds, sure. Um, what was I again? The second one. What worship. Money yeah. worship. <laughs> I'm looking for a money worshipper. <laughs> <laughs> Any guys out there listening? <laughs> I'm looking for a frugal or what was the first one? Uh, avoider. avoider. I would like an avoidant <laughs> frugal guy. <laughs> cool. Oh, <laughs> I really don't want to have someone that's got the same money mindset as me, to be honest. I would way rather have someone that teaches me about money in a different way and also is not, you know, I look at people who cannot be frugal and not be avoided and I admire it. So for me, I think it would be good. I mean, I wouldn't probably want to be with a worshipper. <laughs> no, what was the flashy one? I don't worshiper. think I'd want to be. A worshiper probably, but not oh, Not a status. Not a status. Oh, gosh, no. Interesting, maybe to Google as well. Just have a look online for the like if you want to dig deeper into what are the four money scripts. Yeah, there's a there's a um, a psychometric. Oh, yeah. you can do it. Like you can the do it online. Test. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure you can do it online. But there is a like a evidence based psychometric. Oh, we oh, should yeah. do it and actually yeah. check if we're the right ones. Mm. We'll yeah, put I was going to bring notes. the um, I was going to bring it with me. I can forgot. you send it to us? I think I have it. Yeah, yeah. I can. And you should do it. I didn't. I was like, oh, I should make them do it. But then I was like, oh, I don't want to be too No, I love that. Invasive. Oh, we love invasive. Yeah, so <laughs> all about it. Okay, that's such good advice. So find out your money script. Find out what your partner's money script is. Talk about it. See what's going to work. Yeah. Do it in a non-judgmental, open-minded. open-minded way. I'm, really, I'm actually really excited. To next. meet somebody? <laughs> <laughs> that, that reminded me to tell. But I'm really excited the next relationship I go on to just – 
to have that conversation and not make it a big deal. You know, like do it yeah. in a non- non-judgmental and like really organic kind of way and learn that I can do that. And yeah. I'm proud of you. Yeah. I think that's huge. Yeah. I think that's really, really awesome. Um, it's about like like trying to move past those expectations of being a female that we're not permitted to talk about money in the same way or it's vulgar or controlling Mm, definitely definitely and just like I kind of think that the the less of a big deal you make it you know and you kind of seed it as a conversation from set up early yeah (laughs) yeah don't wait 10 years and then be like so uh are you a money worshiper or <laughs> you probably i could. just put that in my bumble byline <laughs> what kind of money script are you i was thinking of putting in mine need help with a kmart wardrobe because i've got to put up a like wardrobe and i'm like god oh, i don't know how to do it i, was I can genuine. help you with that babe can you yeah. god you're good Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of Raising the Curve. Please subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. And we would also love for you to share this podcast with anyone you think would benefit from it. For more information about The Curve and how you can learn more, head to thecurve.co.nz or find us on socials 